Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Hot 97, uh, Peter Rosenberg and the man. He is returning to the Octagon, UFC 217 at Madison Square Garden. Headlining the whole thing. GSP is back. George St. Pierre, how are you, man? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Um, it's a real pleasure and honor to get to talk to you. Um, you've been gone for four years. You have uh, Michael Bisping on a huge night for UFC. Um, first of all, wh why? I know you've gotten asked this question, but I'm obligated to ask the same thing. Why now? So much speculation for the years about if and when you would return. Why was right now in the fall of 2017 the right time for GSP to come back? Well, it's the right timing and uh, negotiation and everything fall into place finally after a long time. And uh, I wanted to do something different. I wanted my comeback fight to be epic and um, taking a lot of risk, but I want the risk to be worth it. So that's why I'm, I'm aiming for the biggest, uh, the biggest fish, so to speak, to, to, to fight. So what, what was it? Can you take us through it? You were so popular and widely regarded as the best pound for pound fighter in the world. Mentally, where were you at the end of your last run back in 2013 that made you want to step away? Well, if you go if you go back in time, I had a, I've been in, in the in the in the title uh, fight for a very long time, and when you you fighting for so long for a title, <clears throat> you become with the illusion that the world gravitate around you. You every everywhere you go, people talk to you about fight. You look at the news and 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 even on the internet, so it 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 became. A feeling like a claustrophobic feeling, you know, for, for when you live that life for so long, it's not very healthy mentally. Plus, I was fighting against the, the drug, the performance enhancing drug uh, policy, and, and I felt the system was against me. I left off not because of physical reason, because of mental reason. I needed to take some, some time back and to rejuvenate myself, and I, I, I'm glad I did. I feel better than ever. Uh, the sport has involved a lot since I left. I would not have come back if I wouldn't think I'm a better version than what I was when I left off. So when you say it gets claustrophobic, do you mean that becoming you, the guy George, becoming yeah. GSP, does that that becomes overwhelming? Like everyone looks at you a certain way and yeah. you're, you're treated a, like a celebrity to the point that it gets overwhelming? I'm going to explain to you in my word the way to describe it. And that's the reason why I believe... It's hard to become champion, but it's even harder to stay champion. And that's why a lot of young guys, when they get champion, they, can't man they cannot maintain the belt for a long time. Because when you become champion, everybody wants you. You become the target. Everywhere you go, they talk about you. It becomes like a, 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 an illusion that the whole world is watching you. No matter what you do, it, it's all about you, you, you. And it's become like completely insane. So a trick that I gave myself when I was like, falling almost cracking under pressure is i remember a few days before a fight what i like to do is take my car and go drive in the street and i used to look at people in the street like i used to see for example two days before my fight i used to take my car and i saw that old lady carry her grocery bag and i'm thinking i'm like she doesn't know me she doesn't care about me no matter what happened saturday night she doesn't care mm -hmm. and i see this other guy with his son in the park he doesn't care about me so you need sometimes you lose that uh, reality because you're so much involved into it. And our sport is not like a regular sport. It's not like tennis. If you lose in tennis, you lose. If you lose in fighting game, you might lose some brain cell and, and that will affect your, your well-being. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a pure, deep survival instinct that's, that kicked in. 
So it's more than a sport. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fighting game. It's, you say you play tennis, you play baseball, play football, but you cannot play fighting. So all that add to that, make it a lot more stressful. So that's why a lot of people, they crack under pressure. But you need to find ways that therapeutically, therapeutically release you from it. Now, and you, you end up in a situation now where you come back against Bisping and all the eyes will be on you again. How do you know before you step in the octagon that you are prepared to go back to that? Because you're obviously a person who cares a lot about your well-being. Yes. And you're, you've always been sort of a gentleman of the sport. And now, how are you... Part of this game is also being a killer, though. And when you get in there, how do you know that you'll be capable of turning it on? And is there a chance that, you get there and you're like, that, I don't think I can turn it on? Look, there's no certainty. I'm going to be 100% honest. <clears throat> what I can do is trying to recreate the element of fighting the best as I can in a training simulation, which are different than the real fight. But I've done it the best I can. And so far, the results are very good. I'm better than I was when I left off. And my trainer believe I'm better than, than I was when I left off. When you're champion for so long, you carry a lot of people. Sometime over the, the year, you realize a lot of the people are fake people because they live off to you. But I'm, I'm smart enough to find out who's who. And, and you know, like a lot, of, a lot of the people in my entourage, they're my friend, they're my close friend. So I trust their, uh, trust their, 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 what they're gonna tell me. You know, if they tell me, I don't think you should have gone back, they will tell me, they would have told me. And we all on the same page here. I know I'm the best I've ever been, but fighting is a different thing. I, I come back, not because it's easy, what I'm doing, when I'm gonna attempt, I do it because I come back because it's hard. And that's what makes it better for me because it's hard and it's only a few people have been able to do it. And if I do it and the people think it's impossible for me to do it, but if I do it, that's mean I'll be the first to do it and I'll be, I'll be very, very happy and makes it unique for me. What's, what's the goal? Do you have an end game in this? My end game, my, my I have, a, I have different goals. I have long-term goals and short-term goal. My, my short-term goal is to become the UFC champion again and make history. And long-term? Well, make, a, make it in a way that I'm the best fighter uh, pound for pound of all time. That's my ultimate goal. And, and be the, the man that changed the game. Wow, so you want when the conversations had about UFC, people may talk about flashy names, but when they're talking, and that's kind of the role you've always had. You haven't always been the biggest name in the sport. You have always been the most respected name in the sport, and you want to cement that permanently. Yes, exactly. I, I want to be known as the great fighter and also the, the guy that made the difference in the sport. You know, That's why I was involved with uh, the drug problem, the performance-enhancing drug. When I came out public about it and I made statement, people were saying, oh, he's, he's he become paranoid, he's crazy, but look what is happening now. All the champion, almost all, a lot of the champion has fall, you know? So you see the true color, the true face of people. And I'm very happy the UFC take the initiative of, of doing uh, uh, performance enhancing drug testing. And, and it, it should have been done a long time ago. And are, sti there's still a, a lot, a lot of uh, things to do in that domain. Are there are there other goals you have besides <clears throat> besides that besides making sure that PEDs are tested for in the UFC? Well, what the, else? the ultimate goal is to re retire on top, being healthy, happy, and you know that's a dream. But any any other goals for the sport itself that you'd like to see Dana White implement or anything like that, or do you have any agendas in that regard? Well, the condition of fighter, as always, you know, it, it, 
but the, the thing is also is, is fighter themselves sometimes they don't help they don't help each other you know they made bad decision for themselves you know i think they need to be more uh educated on the on the game on the fighting game and not sign anything the first thing they see uh <laughs> yeah which has been a problem with fighting since the the dawn of time since anyone's ever made exactly money off a fight um Let's go. You're 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 one of those guys whose story begins supposedly with being bullied as a kid and defending yourself and and then realizing you were good at fighting. <clears throat> Did you enjoy it always, or was it more something that everyone told you you were good at? I enjoy the lifestyle that it gives me. Um, when I was bullied, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I make joke about it. I have a very good record as a. MMA professional fighter, but if you go in my bully time, I have a losing record. <laughs> I, I got beat up pretty bad uh, many times. The record times. would still be on the wrong yes, side. Yes, it was on the wrong side, exactly. <laughs> but it's normal. I was young and I was going up against guys that are older than me and, and they were ganging up on me and, and it's all right, you know, like, but um, as a matter of fact, a funny story about this is uh, the other day, like a few months ago, I was in the street and I, I saw one of the guys that that used to bully me. I was about to ask, have you ever I run did. In? I did saw him and he was begging in the street. Like and and I saw him. What do you mean when, begging? He was He was begging in the street, I swear. Like I, homeless? Yes. Like like I don't know if he was homeless, but he was asking for money. Oh my god. And then when he saw me, he recognized me and he, I know he saw me on TV and everything. And I told him I don't want to mention his name for for him. But I said, I said, what are you doing here? He said, hey, can you help me? Things are not going well. I'm like, man, what are you doing here? You're a tall guy, you're good looking. What the hell? You're in good shape. I gave him a, a dollar, a few, few, few dollar, you know, and I tell him, I say, get out of here, man. It should be a shame. You, it should be embarrassed of what you're doing, man. You, you're a lot of guys that would kill to be like you, you know. You're, you're full of potential, like good-looking man, LT, tall and and strong. It's like, like, go do something with your life. And um, apparently, uh, like up to very recent, like a month ago, he went to my house where my parents live. He knocked at my at the door and he said, "Can I talk to George?" My dad says, "George doesn't live there anymore." You know, he goes, "Well, I've met him in a few months ago, and uh, he says something to me to shake me up, and I just want to say that he he changed my life. Now I have a job and and uh, I'm doing well, and and I want to say thank you to him. If you see, when you see thank thanks, tell him I say thank you, and it." Well, we were, all, we were all hoping the story ended with you punching him in the face. <laughs> no, no, no. Kicking him while he was down. <laughs> but then I realized that the guy, the guy that used to bully me, he bullied me. Not that that's bad, but he bullied me because he probably been bullied by his dad mm -hmm. growing up. Like by he, he only been raised with this single dad. His dad was an alcoholic, beating him, beating him up. So his his way of conversation was to beating up people. So he was doing to me what his dad was doing to him. And so it made me realize in life, sometimes you, you, you see people, you think they're a bad person. It's not they're a bad person, it's their, their, their natural environment make them act in a certain way, you know? They're, they're, there's no, not because of a bad person. So it made me, uh, made me think a lot about-, about Well, different. good for you for, for being <laughs> that person who was so honest with him too. I mean, most people bump into someone, they may feel awkward and walk away and not say, look at you, you should be doing better than this. And it actually shook him up. That's an amazing story. But I, when I saw him, I, I was surprised, you know, I was very surprised. But because I remember him, this guy used to beat me in the bus. He, he beat me in the bus. So so at one point, my, I come back with black eye and my dad was saying to me, he said, what's going on? I never said anything. But one time in my life, I said, 
Ça c'est un gars dans le bus, il est plus grand que moi, 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 je ne peux pas gagner. Donc, so mon père a fait la pire chose qu'un père peut faire à la fin de l'école. Il va knocker à la porte et voir son père. And, and tell his dad, like, can you tell your son, he's, he's three years older than my son, can you tell your son to not be, stop beating up my son in the bus? <clears throat> so the next day when I take the bus, I remember this guy goes like, hey, you're such a, such a snitch, you know, you're a coward, you go, you go complain to your dad, I can't believe you do that. So right away when he did that in front of everybody, I get humiliated, I, I run towards him and try to punch him in the face and then I get beat up again. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> ah, it was terrible. It was terrible. So th that's the memory I had. But at the time, I, and you're able to laugh at it now because yeah. of how, how well things have gone. But at the time, it, it obviously catapulted you enough to take learning karate and these things really seriously, right? Yeah, I, I've learned karate because I had a, a, a lot of people are victim of bullying. And I, I made, a, I met a lot of, uh, I do a lot of conference in school. I, because, I, I believe people are bullied because of the image that they, they projected. When I was young, I had a lot of a big lack of confidence. And in my school where I used to go, they had a delinquent teenager. They used to pick on the younger kids. They were sent there because they used to, they had problem with their family, raised by a single father or mother, like alcoholic, mm -hmm. some were orf orphan. And, and you know, they grew up in a bad environment with a lot of violence. So the only way of communication they had, it was through violence. And they used to apply that to the younger kid in school. And I was victim of that. Uh, unfortunately. So, so the thing is, when I go to do conference, the people why, why you get bullied sometimes is because the image you project. If you look down, raise your shoulder, and look like a weakling, and like in nature, the lion will always go for the animal who's weak, who's injured. And same thing in, in society. The people will bully the easy target. And when I was young, I had a big problem with confidence. You know, I used to, people look down, you know, I didn't have older brother or older cousin to defend myself. I was by myself, you know, and I got picked on because I was an easy target like this. So what martial art taught me is to stand up straight. When I look, I talk to people, I look in the eye. When I shake hand, I'm firm. And I, the way I start to carry myself, the body language transformed me. It's not, I, I stopped being bullying Not because I start beating up people. Right. It's just because I, the way I was starting to act, the way I was starting to, the, the projection that I give to people change. And that's what makes it stop. It's amazing because you can see it in nature so clearly. When I, I have the sweetest little dog in the world, okay? Bear. And every human loves bear. <laughs> But when you walk down the street, he naturally puts out an energy that other dogs, me and my wife always joke, that he looks like a walking like hamburger. I mean, they see him and they just, <laughs> every dog l lunges at him because he puts off an energy of like, I'm kind of scared of every other dog. And it's funny that you're right. I mean, that is such a big part of it. And one of the first things you see when you meet you in person is the way that you carry yourself yeah. is, is very proper. I think that's a cool message for people out there who may think that it's about having to beat people up. No. When it's not about being tough, it's, not. it's about presenting an, an, an it's image to of look, confidence. look tough and co look confident. Look confident. That's uh, what it's about. What? Same thing in business. Same thing when you go ask a girl on a date. Absolutely. You go, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, I, uh, um, uh, yeah. I don't want to bother you, but uh, uh, please, uh, could you think you could come with me Saturday night to the rest? You know, like it wouldn't work, you know? Like, it's the same like, as asking for a raise. You look right? like a loser. You, don't, you have to be, you know, confident guy, you know? <laughs> um, what, what's the biggest difference in your experience? You have a lot with both between Canadians and Americans. 
well, it's different culture in American society. You know, there's one thing I don't like in Canada sometimes is people say, oh, the American are like that. You know, they make joke on South Park. You know, they make the Canadian with mm. their mouth open. I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> but it's a lot of different people and different mentality in American society. It's same thing in Canada. There's many different mentality in in. Uh, in Canada, you know, people from Hawaii and people from, I don't know, uh, the, the south of U.S. and totally New different. York or, or L.A. or, you know, in the sun, Midwest are completely different. Mentality. But is there is there any one basic trait that you can just be like, Canadians always sort of see things this way? I mean, there's some things that I have a lot. I spent a lot of time in Canada and I do think that there are some. You know, the p politeness in Canada, yeah. I do think, is often true. Yeah. That can Canada is a more polite place than the U.S. Well, but in, that gen in general, maybe that's a stereotype. But there's a lot of bad people everywhere, you know. What, what, but they make jokes. So just to give you an example, I, I've studied paleontology, and uh, there's Tyrannosaurus, you know, the famous T-Rex, the animal, mm -hmm. the Tyrannosaurus Rex. It has been found in U.S. and in Canada. But the paleontologists, they make fun when they found a, a T-Rex remain in Canada. They're like, oh, he's a gentle T-Rex. <laughs> <Right, laughs> there is no such thing, you know? <laughs> but inherently, if it's above it's like the border. This, yeah, the stereotype, we're nice people, you know? Um, do you ever, in your dreams, do you ever speak English or do you ever have inner monologue in English or is everything in, <laughs> is everything in French? It's a good question. I, I, I learned now, I've learned English coming here in New York back in the day to train. That's how I learned my English. Okay. I couldn't speak English before. Uh, I learned it coming here. And growing up in Quebec, though, you hear it here and there, right? Yeah, but I'm from countryside. I grew Got up it. in countryside. So I didn't grow up. I didn't have the, the chance to grow up in, in the city with mixed culture. Where I grew up is very, uh, everybody was white. Everybody uh, speak French. And it, we all the same people. So so when I start coming in the city, I need to learn and adapt myself to 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 learn different different skills. So now that you've spoken it for that long, do you ever do you ever think in English? I, no? Now I do think sometimes in English. Like when I speak to you now, I, I flow in English. Uh, You're not it, translating. No, I do not. Okay, but it, it, it's still not as fast as a, a real, for example, a, a person that that speak English naturally. You know, but uh, it, it, it flow much better now. Yeah, it's been a few years. Like. Um, what do you remember about the time when you spent uh, as a garbage man? I read that you were oh, actually yeah. six months as a garbage man. <laughs> what do you remember about that? It's actually not a bad job. I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I really loved it. it. I've done many jobs before I become a professional fighter. And garbage man, it's it's one of the funny, funniest thing I've done. <laughs> what was fun about it? It was uh, the, the salary was great. In, in Canada, we have salary now. I think they have the union now to protect them. Mm -hmm. It was very good salary, and and um, I was doing it uh, because I, w I wanted to have money to go to university to study kinesiology. So I needed to do a, find a job because I was bouncer also in, in a strip club, uh, not a strip club, in a, in a nightclub. I was like doing security in a club that is a hip hop club, you know. Okay. On Thursday night and Monday to Thursday, I was uh, I was working garbage man. So I needed to find something fast to give me money to pay my university fee. So I decided to do that. And it was actually a, a fun job. Like I, I, a lot of the time I had a misconception about what these guys were, but they, they're very hard workers. And, and um, it's actually a good job to keep you in shape. Because, because it's physically just demanding. Yes, yes. I was paid by the hour and we had to go fast. So we were running. You know, I see a lot of the people that work in the city as garbage men, they, they, they walk. 
but us we were paid by the, the hour and we had like uh, people that like like uh they were their job was to watch us so we, we were ranked according to the the weight of our truck by hour we had like uh, how much weight uh, that you could get in the truck for the amount of time you were out i there. don't remember exactly the amount but i was one of i was pretty good I was pretty good. So not only one of the best fighters of all time, one of the top garbage men of all time. <laughs> not a lot of people you know, know I'm that. You know, I'm going to tell you the, the surprising thing. Th there is like a lot of technique to garbage men, the way you grab your bag and stuff. There is ways to not mess up your bag, to your back, you know, to... to, to right, to be able to... I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, maximize. there is. It's, it's very... Actually, it's technical. You, you go circular motion, you know, and you never stop uh, with the flow. You know, you keep running and stuff. It's not like people think. It, it's actually a fun job. I I, I remember we, we have all, every week we had crazy adventure. You know, a lot of the, the guy I was working with, they were a lot of the guy. They were like uh, people that, that made uh, gel time. So uh, they they, they spend, had stories. Yeah. Too. So so they spend time in gel. So then they, they come out and they found a job. They a lot of them are garbage men. So a lot of time uh, when I was in the truck, uh, to when the truck was full, we go back to unload it and. When someone wants to talk to the bus, he goes on the CB. He goes, hey, can you go on line two? So when he says that, that's mean he has something very special to say. So everybody switched to line two to listen what he has to say. And sometimes it was just hilarious. He was like, listen, uh, we have a problem here. My driver uh, just grabbed a garbage bag and there were there were a window inside the bag and he cut his whole leg. Now he, he went, he knocked at the door of the of the citizen and he punched the guy in the face. And now the cops is coming. Can you say? <laughs> and like all kinds of adventure all the time. Like it was hilarious. Sometimes they are like crazy fight. Like at one point, I remember when I was going back to unload the truck and some, like someone, a driver called, he said, hey, uh, so, Sylvain, Sylvain was the boss. He's like, switch on line two, please. Then everybody switch on line two to, to listen what's going on. <laughs> and he says, listen, uh, Sylvain, now we have a problem. Uh, there were a, a, a driver behind the truck that, that got pissed off because he was late for work and, and we couldn't let him pass because we had to finish the street. The street was very narrow. So he kept, he kept uh, yelling at my, at my guy behind. Which sure happens all and the time. He came, and he came out of the truck and it was raining. That day. He said he came out of the truck and my guy put him in the bucket. <laughs> in the trash? <laughs> yeah, with, with a suit and a, and a suit and a tie. So the guy is working like a, he's like a, for example, like, like a start broker is going to work. He got put in, <laughs> in, in the, the trash. <laughs> so he, a lot of stuff like that was happening. It was kind of funny, you know. It was amusing to me to listen to all these I'm stories. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a lot of adventures uh, They like were that. crazy. And, and my first day I was doing garbage, man. I remember I, I was a little bit embarrassed, you know. Not that... I, I should not be embarrassed. I, everybody need to work. But I, at the time, I was very embarrassed because I didn't want someone to that I've seen from s school thinking that I do that for a living. I was kind of uh, shy. But so my first day, I was in formation. So I was, it was two guys in the back of the truck. And the guy I was working with, he just came out of jail. And I remember every time he, he used to see a beautiful girl. He was like talking, hey, sh sh used to used to talk to the girl. And I was so embarrassed. I'm like, man, I'm doing you stereotype. You're, you're, you stink. You're, you're a garbage man. It's not that time to try to to flirt with the girl. And I was embarrassed. <laughs> but but it was kind of funny because the way I, when I think about it, when I think back at it, it's just funny. You know, I, I, <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't want someone to that that knew me from school say, oh, now he that's his life now. You know, right? Like, he became a garbage man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was I, I was shy. I was doing this for the. To go and and find uh, uh, go for university, you know, but it was kind of funny, I, and I don't regret it. I had a great time doing it. It was a great job. I loved it. All right, now, uh, question before I let you go here, a question about your 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 current job. 
Um, when you think of the names Penn, Hughes, and Sarah, what, what, in what, give me the order in terms of most meaningful to the GSP story. Uh, Matt Hughes and, and Matt Sarah, <clears throat> I've lost two times in my life and I've lost to, to men that the name is Matt. So that's one of the reasons I cannot, I cannot lose to Michael Bisping. Because his name is not Matt, it's Michael. It's started by a ham, but it's, it's not the same. Exactly. It's not, it's not enough. Uh, my two losses, Matt, Sir, Matt Hughes, the first time I fought Matt Hughes, really quickly, the reason why I lost, I, I believe mentally I saw him better than he was. I, I, I had lack of confidence. Then I beat Matt Hughes the second time I fought him. And now... I just beat the greatest welterweight of all time back in the day. So my confidence was boost. Everybody was telling me how great I am. So I became a victim of it. I, 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 of I your start, own hype. Yes, I start believing it. And now I fought this guy, Matsara, at that time that the odds were not in his favor. And I thought of myself, I'm going to beat him easy. And I kind of, but he beat me. He knocked me out. And now I, I learned two things. Never overestimate your opponent. Never underestimate him as well. There's a, a medal that you should always stay there. And I learned it the hard way. And what about BJ? What do you think about BJ? BJ Penn is an incre incredibly gifted uh, fighter. When he was in his prime, he was unbelievable. Uh, unfortunately, I believe he stayed a little bit too long in the game now. And he could be as good, but I, you need to go back to the old BJ, what he was doing best before. And he was incredible, incredible. He was like uh, very well-rounded, good striker, good grappler. He was like the perfect fighter. Uh, November 4th, Madison Square Garden. Tickets go on sale this Friday for UFC 217. Uh, last thing I want to ask you about, actually, I should ask you about two things. Second to last thing, uh, Luke Rockhold was quoted as saying that this fight is quote-unquote a joke. Um. <laughs> I'll see if I can get you the exact quote. I'm bleeping tired of waiting, he said. I'm not bleeping around. I'm tired of this bleep. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm coming with a vengeance. I think GSP is a joke. I still don't have faith that George makes it to the fight, so we'll see what happens. Why is Luke Rockhold coming for your neck? Well, you want what I have. That's the problem, you know. Is Everybody want, want, want what, what the, the guys have, you know, the... And it's not personal. It's fine. No problem. But he lost the spot because he lost to Michael Bisping. You know, like I've been in, the, in this position. It's very frustrating. When I lost to Matt Serra, I had to fight my way back up. When I lost to Matt Hughes, I had to fight my way back up. It's the nature of the beast. He need to fight, fight his way back up. And then he come back. I don't say that he cannot do it. He can certainly do it. But he's got a big task now. He's fighting David Branch. David Branch, my friend, is my training partner. And he's very good. He looks very sharp. So do and I, don't, I don't think he's going to beat David Branch. I think David Branch will beat him. So he's from New York, David Branch. So deal with Branch first, and then there's a conversation. Should you be able to do that? What did you think of Connor's performance against Floyd? I think he did very well. But the, the fight exactly happened like I thought it would happen. Uh, Floyd uh, study him, download his data, and then pick him apart. Uh, it's normal. It's it's box. It's a boxing match. If it would be an MMA fight, the the fight would not have would not have lasted a minute. Uh, he, he's he fought the best boxer of our era in boxing, and he did well. I, actually, he won some few rounds in boxing, in pure boxing. He did won a few rounds. That was he did great, and he cut uh, Mayweather. I think with a with a great uppercut at one point. Yeah, no, he he, could, he, he never could, he never hurt him, but he did connect. He, yeah, he, he, he did, did connect, and and. and he, 
he didn't he did connect not because he's he's trying to fight dirty i thought to win he needed to be a little bit more dirty borderline illegal you know but i i guess he was he had so much uh to lose doing it you know he probably had a bunch of meeting like saying yeah if you do this and well, they that did. they said he would lose his purse if he well, did anything what i love is there's a there's a video on the internet of the referee before the fight that they made him the referee's speech like saying like, Connor, you're gonna, <laughs> you think you're gonna win this? You're not gonna win this. I work for Floyd. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. it. It's hilarious. It's on YouTube. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, awesome. I, I saw that it. it was like almost true because a referee in the beginning of the meeting where they both, they both face off, he keep looking at at corner. He's like, no, no, but no, this. No, 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 no. If you do this, you're disqualified. No, 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 no. And only looks at Connor. Yeah, and 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 in YouTube, they're saying like the way they make the guy talk. He's like, this is the belt. You you don't even you don't go lower the belt. You don't. You just touch the belt. I disqualify you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let Floyd hit you a little bit, and then you knock out. It's enough. <laughs> George, I I think I speak for all fight fans in saying we're very excited that you're back. Um, St. Pierre Bisping UFC 217 at the Garden November 4th tickets on sale this Friday uh, thanks for making some time man thank you for having me guys I appreciate it